welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world, and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift joining me. And I bet you, and I swear it's not cold in the in the studio. It's Dave McKenzie. How are you? Oh, you saw my thunder. It is a bit brisk. I've it's got not. the beanie on. Oh. Keep it on. What Keep a terrible on. joke. No, I'm going to take it off that. You know, I'm. I am excited. Yeah. When Just when you bit. when you live in Melbourne, Victorian, and your team's in the GF, even though it's not here, I'm excited about that. So that's that's yeah. going to be a prop for the rest Emily, of the show. Emily folks. says, "Go to go to go to cats." Yes. No, go to cats. Go to cats. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it's a it's a big big weekend for you and uh, and big but um, Giro. Are we are we? Diving headfirst straight in. Let's go. Let's go straight in. And, in and I'm not talking about the stage winner. We will get to him in a minute. There's that, you know, we said we want to, we want to, there's been one elephant, two. Now there's like a herd yeah. of <laughs> giraffes that have roamed onto the Giro d'Italia since the beginning, but enough is enough. And we will explain exactly what happened, but we want you uh, behind uh, the screens, you on your on your couch, Catch Politan, uh, to tell us what you think about what happened at the Giro yesterday. There was a bit of a beef with the with the riders and the organizers. Can you summarize in a few words what happened? Uh, I'll summarize it, yeah, as short as possible. So the stage was two hundred and fifty-eight kilometers, stage nineteen. Overnight, allegedly the night before, there was murmurs that the riders weren't happy with the distance of the stage for a number of reasons. They then, by the morning, by the time they got to the start, they had discussions with RCS. Eventually, it was a bit of tug of war debating, but eventually the stage was chopped to 123-odd kilometres. They did ride the first eight kilometres neutral from the original start, I think, to honour the town and the sponsorship etc that was paid and the fans that were out in the rain by the way pretty chilly conditions they then got in the vehicles in the buses and drove 120 odd kilometers up the road and then raced and they raced full gas for 120 odd kilometers so there was a lot of controversy because just a bit uh, yeah <laughs> it's not the first time this has happened no. in professional cycling no. I've, I've been in bike races where the same has happened but at a grand tour again it's not the first time but it's a big deal. Absolutely. Um, uh, let's start where you know where where it should start, or should it? CPA, CPA. I've just bring in the tweet on screen. Uh, but they've just said thank you to the jury at the Giro. Blah blah blah. Everything is fine. The health is a priority. Blah blah blah. Uh, you know, let's reduce the stage. Everyone was happy. Were they? Well, no, of course not. <laughs> not everyone was happy. Mora Venyi, the the current race director of the Giro d'Italia, and he's been the race director for a number of years now. He was furious. Yeah. That's without saying, and he would say that. He, he, he was on camera. Uh, he was angry. He wasn't sure of the motivation of the riders, he said, to sort of paraphrase and shorten his statement. Um, he also, CPA, by the way, also stated that they contacted the Giro organisers the night before. Mora Venue said, I knew nothing of this. Yep. He knew nothing of it until the morning. He's quoted as saying that. And he said, quote, very hard we arrive in Milan. 
then someone will have to pay with what happened yeah. today. So he is now threatening the riders or the teams. Very mafia style as well. Like, let's do this and then we, someone will have to Look, pay he's upset. And, and if you think as a former rider, I'm going to jump on the side of the riders. Yes, I will. But let's try and tell both sides of the story and then we'll both give our opinions. He's really angry, yeah, as you would be. Even if it was the night before or the morning of, I think the one thing I would say to the, to the riders, this sort of should have been sorted out, you would think, a few days prior. However, however, when you are pushed to the brink, when you are a professional athlete and you are pushed to the brink and disrespected, something's going to give. Yeah, absolutely. So in any, if anything, the organisers have brought this on themselves. So let's have a look at uh, some of the comments that we yeah. are getting from you, uh, from you guys. Uh, Someone, Gareth says, organizers can't keep abusing the riders. Organizers uh, are uh, creaming. Sorry, I've got, I've got my glasses. <laughs> uh, the revenue and then giving, not giving enough to the to the riders. If there is no riders, there's no race. So that goes in terms of the the, the riders. Uh, Miriam is saying, I'm so with the riders. It was too much, too long, too cold. COVID, et cetera, et cetera. I'm just going to be the devil's advocate here. Yep. Just for we got good supporters, good viewers, by good the way. Viewers, good yeah. on you, because <laughs> I've seen some actually really comments going the opposite way. As yeah. you can imagine, that the social media and Twitterverse world goes bonkers. But good on you guys. I, I'm with you. The, I mean, just to be the, the, the devil's advocate, yep. is this, and I think someone uh, mentioned it here. I'm going to have to find the, uh, the comment here. But uh, is this a generation thing? Is issues you know, because in, in the olden days, though they are, they were striking, yeah. the conditions were not the same. Is this a little bit in in a year where COVID was on, in a year where everyone has been struggling? You, I, everyone behind the the screen here, the riders, the organizers, we didn't know if we were gonna have a race. Yeah, so close to the end of a, of a three week tour, putting this stint here. Mm. You know, what do you make of of this actual action? Because you know, there's something in you know. I think it's strange. Yeah, yeah. And look, it is. It's a it's a unique year. It, all those things, all those things coupled with it. But I think I think we can overanalyze it, sort of to to a degree. If we read everything on social media, if we read all the comments, I think the bottom line goes back to what I said: is that the writers. They 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 made the the right call at the wrong time, very very late. We're talking about a race that is planned months in advance, and there was plenty of comments on that saying it was planned months in advance. Why couldn't they have said something prior? What the riders didn't know, also, they've had and and what you might not know at home, they've had massive transfers. Yeah, like they've been what? leaving at six thirty seven a.m. That is that's insane. Mm. I know you go, oh come on, I get up and go to work at six a.m. sometimes or it's not the same. <laughs> if, if, if you haven't ridden a three-week tour, I'm sorry, you yeah. don't know. You so, just don't know what it's at like. At the base of it, there was a there was a tweet from uh, Adam Enson. Yeah. You know? And if we go through uh, what that tweet uh, is saying here, and it's, I brought and I, I have highlighted stuff in, in yellow yeah. here. But the main points are, is he's saying that there was a vote of the 16 teams, whether or not they were asked to, to shorten the stage. Uh, and pretty much all the teams were in agreement or there was a majority the majority was what we can ascertain is there was a majority there was well and truly more than 50 percent. it was more like 60 to 80 percent, i think agreed. but there's a point in there where he also uh, and i hope you guys can read it here but he mentions that in terms of the transfer uh, that's what you're saying 
the transfer were there, but they didn't know as we could expect. They don't know months in advance how, how big long and how long the transfer. And we know I've seen tweets from riders at six thirty in the morning on the bus. You've got to understand they haven't been getting to the hotels until seven o'clock, yeah. eight o'clock at night, post stage, massages, dinner, bed. They're getting seven hours sleep, and they've been doing back to back two hundred plus. Plus, I mean, it brings also what is the point in the interest of the public, in the interest of the the audience, you and I. What is the point of a two hundred and fifty stage when the UCI there, there limit, isn't UCI limit is two hundred and forty? Well, that see that that again, if you want to stick by the rules and say we respect the riders, well, you've just gone nearly twenty kilometers over the maximum distance that's allowed in a Grand yeah. Tour in a single day. So immediately it should have been pulled up from the UCI. Uh, the CPA can well UCI or CPA. I mean, that brings to my point of view. I'm not uh, taking side on the riders or the organizers. What is the CPA doing? What are they doing? We've been slashing on them a little bit. Can any of you answer? Up. If you're not sure what the CPA is, the CPA is a professional cyclist union per se. They're not doing their job. Exactly. So and, and on. Yeah. my 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 statement to the current professional cyclist to probably teams and professional cyclists is it is time to part ways with the CPA. It is time to part ways with the CPA. They are not doing their job. The job should be done a lot better. In the end, Adam Hansen, one of the more respected riders and a guy who has acted on behalf of the riders, you know, 10 minutes before the race is starting, he's there personally negotiating yeah. with Venyi. This, this, it's a farce. It's a farce. I, the riders, yeah, they made the, the right yeah. call at the wrong time. But... Samantha is saying, didn't the CPA try to have the discussion with the organisation days ago? Well, that's what they've been saying. but Adam Not Hansen, days ago, I don't uh, think. I don't think. Some riders, I think it's Adam Manson, that says, I, I never heard of it. No. Never heard before the morning at 6.30. So the night before was when, the night before was when we believe the first discussion was made and the first contact to RCS was made by CPA the night before it should be CPA's job to go to the riders even at the beginning of the second week and say hey listen we're just looking at this third week guys we don't want to alarm you but you know the distances here's your road transfers and by the way in the UCI regs you actually shouldn't be doing a stage over 240 so they should be preempting this stuff and yeah. it should have been preempted. And and we'll see this in a minute. But it's, in the end, it's insane. The, the the stage was shorter, aggressive, and actually interesting. When you and I yesterday we looked at the at the road and went, you know, I'm going to bed early. <laughs> Come, viewers, for all of you that have joined in now, 100% hand on heart, and I would say this, and I'm sure you'd agree, a 256 kilometer stage would be as boring as bat. You know what? <laughs> and you would say the same. And you'd say, what a boring stage. I would too as a commentator and as a former writer. I'd say it's not great TV for the sport. Yeah. But again, that's that's like, that's going away from the core of the problem. The core of the problem is it's happened at the last minute. And as a, as a race organization, the second biggest race in the world, they have to change a lot. So it's put them under the pump. So there's a part of me that feels for Murrow Venue. 
but the whole communication breakdown is amateur style yeah. and CPA are at the heart of that and so too are the UCI. If I bring out this, uh, this tweet here from uh, Michele Accarone. Yes. Talk to us about it because I, there's a bit of history behind and we're not going to go into details about that. No, we won't go into huge detail. But that's an answer from what has been said. Yes. So, so the, the answer in English is in yellow for if... Yeah, so Michele Acquedone was a former race director of the Giro d'Italia, the couple of years that I worked on the race, and when SBS actually had the TV rights for the Giro d'Italia, I got to know Michele Acquedone purely from an SBS point of view, interviewing him. He was an innovator, and he was changing the race, and he was really into globalising the sport. He unceremoniously got sort of sacked. there was 20 million euros that went missing. This is public information, so I'm not saying anything that's yeah. out there. He was sort of branded with that. He has since, in the last 12 months, been exonerated from any yeah. mis wrongdoing. Uh, so he's he's a little bit hurt, obviously, but he's got a voice, and I thought it was worth um, putting his tweet up. And Tutobishi is one of the main sort of online yeah. cycling um, websites in Italy. So I'm bringing just a tweet here from, uh, from Matthew Kinnan here that he's, he's watching us, which is great. Uh, but I think he highlights exactly this. Going forward, the Vuelta understood. The Vuelta has got much shorter stages, much more aggressive racing. Is this a pinnacle point in Grand Tours? Like the Tour de France, because Tour de France is not necessarily exonerated of those long stages. Mm. But certainly the Giro, is that a point where you don't think we'll see long stages like this next year? Or at least they will think twice before putting him in <sighs> Yeah, look, no, good point by Matty. I think the Vuelta's always been like that, though. Yeah. And, and and it's not, I don't think, I think any of the hardcore people who know the intricacies of a Grand Tour bubble and how the race works, I don't think we're complaining so much about the 250-kilometre stage. Let's say it was 230, just for, or 200 to 250. It's the fact that it's been backed up with massive car transfers or bus transfers. Mm-hmm. You, you shouldn't have those. They've got to try and eliminate those as much as possible. They've done three days, apparently, in a row of two hours post-stage, two hours pre-stage. That's actually, I don't remember doing it 20 years ago when I raced the Giro. You know, that's crazy. That is absolutely madness. So um, in, a, in a nutshell, in a summary, so, you're backing up the riders, but it's the fact that it was done at the last minute the CPA should have done a much better job to it. Which should have done a pretty much, job. pretty much every time we talk about the CPA, we always say they should have done a better job at it. Uh, and look at what the women have done. They broke away from the CPA, got their own. There's a women's the CPA, way. by the way. I know. I was surprised. Yeah. Do you want to know that. what they do? <laughs> I, don't know. I, I don't know what they do either. I'd like to know if you're out there, CPA. I'm interested to hear what you do anyway, for the I women mean, and the men. You guys have been uh, great at putting all your comments. I can't follow all the comments we're getting, so it's fantastic. If you, <laughs> if you want to follow, there's a good discussion. Uh, actually, actually, Chris Rowe, I probably, he's been reading my notes. Uh, bring back the Bordeaux Paris. Bring back the ball oh, because I had this on my. You are on the money <laughs> because I want to talk about the olden days again, <laughs> and I want to talk about 1965. Jacques Anquetil, eight days, did the Dauphiné, drove across France, started at night, did Bordeaux Paris 600k and won it. And I think Opperman did. What, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. What, what would he be saying now, Jacques Anquetil? Sure. <laughs> He'd be saying, "Pull your heads in, boys." Exactly. And, well, Hubert Opperman, 1931, and this is he won the Paris Brest Paris. If you've been to the northern part of France and you've driven out to Brittany, yeah. <laughs> it's 600 k's each way. So 1,166 kilometers in 49 hours and 23 minutes. 
<laughs> in, in and in shocking Brittany in, in beautiful summer Britain yeah, Brittany which weather, is, which is her, to, horrible. You're getting in Italy right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, look, the modern the modern rider, the modern generation that we're in, it is what it is. Yeah. And the communication should be way well, better. Also, yeah, absolutely. This this could be, and I hope it is. I hope it's a breaking point, a pivotal point, a pivotal well. point in our sport. Yeah. And there might be some pain from this, but I think long term. This will, will be better off as a sport. So yeah. uh, we will see. We will see. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, Kino says uh, in one of the comments that uh, the, the Vuelta has got the balance right. You know what, Kino? We're going to see the Vuelta in a minute. You're spot on, man. spot on. Yeah, yeah they have got the balance right. 100%. <laughs> but yeah. uh, guess what? There was a winner in that stage yesterday. There was a winner and it was an exciting stage. It was an exciting it was, stage. It was brilliant in the end. Surprisingly exciting, actually. Yeah. Joseph, uh, Joseph Cherney, yeah. the, the Czech rider. Uh, first one to win, by the way. First Czech rider to win a Giro stage since 2012. Absolutely, yeah. Brilliant. Um, Absolutely. Let's listen to him, Joseph Cerny. Oh, it's an incredible feeling <clears throat> after the, my first Grand Tour victory. It's uh, I cannot still imagine and believe like we did the hard work with the team and also everybody trying. And today, it's it was like a gift from. From uh, from the God, I'm I'm really happy and yeah, I just hear from the radio go Pepe go and I was you know like pushing hard, going a blog and yeah, 20k it was so long but yeah it was like yeah, every minute I count and I just feel that uh, it can still happen and yeah, in the final I I, I made it. Joseph Cherny, do you know what's hard for me is to concentrate on one pink and orange that doesn't go doesn't together. Go, you know, <laughs> and it looks a bit like the frog. Remember the frog rock? <laughs> the frog yes. rock in the mouth. Oh, the jokes the are non That's one joke we've got out of COVID, haven't we? Uh, Simon Clark, fourth on the stage. Yeah. Great ride by Simon. He's 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 been active, you know, throughout pivotal moments. For, for one second, I thought he was going to make us. Uh, wrong from what we said yesterday in yes. the podcast because 17th Australian to win a stage was Ben O'Connor in the Giro was yeah. Ben O'Connor on the 17th stage 18th stage was of course uh, Jai Hindley yep. Jai Hindley I thought well can't be 19 oh, would have been nice but that would have been nice but no it, it would have been the day. sweet um, Journey 27 years of age he's out of contract it, I actually saw him he rode two down under earlier this year in the Cadell race so I saw a bit of him it was it was great to see him win but he also rode away from a pretty class field, Campanarts, Ilio yeah. Casa, 22 kilometres to go. That was a gutsy win. Absolutely. I'm worried uh, Chris is reading my notes. Uh, because oh, he, now the, not, the note is like, what's happening with the team CCC? And we've got, uh, we've got uh, Baldato. Oh, we've got Baldato, <laughs> yes. Uh, talking to us about what's happening with team CCC. Will uh, is the DS of, of that team, of course. He will uh, talk to us about that win, how it happened, but what's happening with the team as well. Yeah. Well, it was fantastic because uh, I suffered with him uh, for 20 kilometers. I know he was able to do it because uh, he's strong, he's a TT guy, but behind was also a strong rider. And another scene that it was really good for him uh, was a technical moment. Small downhill uh, with a wet road, he's really good on that. He put everything together. He's a bike skill and he's a power and uh, for, uh, for sure also. His, uh, his mind, uh, he wants to have a, he had a victory at the Giro that uh, for him, for us, is a great uh, success. It's, a, it's obviously a happy occasion, and but, but perhaps a sad one too because of the, the team going out of business. 
Yeah, that uh, is true. Uh, but it's good to to have uh, this uh, nice memory for for everybody, for me, for the most. Then I was there, but for all the team, for my colleague uh, Misalia. Then uh, from the beginning, we was uh, chasing this victory. We was believing this victory, and uh, today arrived. Today, all right. It's nice to see them living with a win at least on and, the Giro this year. Yeah, you've just got to put it in context that. There's a bunch of riders on that squad yep. that don't have a contract. Cherney is one of those. He, hopefully he gets one. They've got their backs to the wall, yep. but they've they've stuck together. And I can tell you, there'd be staff members, riders, heads would be falling off, but they haven't. And that is a big deal. It's even more significant to get the stage win. So we know the team is folded or is folding at the end of the year, and then the license will move to Vanti Gobert. Uh, the, the the Belgian team. Yeah. So it's of course sad to see uh, the uh, CCC team go. Uh, Kelderman still in pink. Yes. Well, in the end, he had a, I won't say an easy day, yeah. but it was, I mean, apart from the wet and cold conditions, it wasn't too bad, was it? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Let's listen to him. A uh, bit of warning on this one because he's on the massage table again. And it's only four o'clock. It's this only four o'clock. But, but it's, it's very SBS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit strange stage, but it's nice to wear that jersey. It's so special. Mm -hmm. Also, when the old team is riding in front. And I just to call her everything the historic about it and just the race leader. It's always special. Tomorrow it's full gas. I I always in fight mode. Every stage. There's never a, a day when we take it easy. Every day focus, fight mode till the race is finished. Every day, taking it easy. I'll uh, tell you what. Moving on, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> that towel was only just big enough. Yeah. I mean, if, if we weren't in a COVID era, he's got the black face mask Don't on. Don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go just... there. Do not go there, please. What was a Kevin person It's actually still 421. So, <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, joke aside, jokes aside, jokes aside, he's, he's a leader. He's in peak. It's actually great we're getting those very, not going to say intimate moment, but they're very close to the, <laughs> <pretty> to, the <laughs> to, to the rider. It's actually, it's actually been good. We've no, been it, it is. It's good to hear from the riders. Look, he's, he's about as relaxed as he can be. And <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to be funny, by the way. Anyway, we keep the, putting our feet in it, but he is, he's about as chilled as he can be. And I mean, this is it. It's crunch time. Yeah, now. absolutely. He, 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 he makes it past tomorrow or tonight with the same gap. He's in a he's pretty. In. He's, he's got the upper hand. Let's have a look at the, the, the stage uh, coming up tonight. So of course we know that the stage has been changed from the yep. original plan. Uh, three times Estrella, you rode. Yes, I did. Uh, the interesting thing, actually, the 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 year I rode the Giro, it was around the same stage, and the original one that they were meant to be doing, Col d'Agnello and the Col d'Isoir, we actually did race over those. Okay. And finished at Cest no, no, we and we finished in Briançon. Okay. The next day was an individual TT up Cestrier. So yeah, I have I do have some memories of Cestrier. It's nowhere near as tough as what they would have done. We, we've already talked about that. But they've got to do it three times. And you can see the first time up Cestrier, they come up a different side, I think. Well, they do. It's it's longer. Yeah. It's longer. So I expect halfway up that first that first ascent, I believe. Ineos Grenadiers are going to take control and they're going to turn the screws. So around the the eight twenty five meters, yeah, uh, you've got yeah. 107 kilometers is where. The, well, the if power. I was team director, yeah. if I was calling the shots at Ineos Grenadiers, I'm like, okay, boys, this is it. We got to we got to put Calderman under pressure the first time, and then we got to 
put him under pressure big time on the second time and so, hopefully drop him to not just get 20 seconds, but to get, you know, so let's get remember, let's remember Jai uh, Hindley is in second position of uh, the, the Giro. There's virtually nothing in between the, the, the three, uh, the three main leaders. And you say Ineos will turn the screw up on 107k mm. after the, the start. What does Jai do if Ineos? Does? Well, we, we, we haven't got the grab. We haven't got a grab of Jai, have no. we? No. So I heard a quote from him overnight. And well, he said, point blank, he said, yeah, I'll have to try and follow the best in the race. And they said, that's, well, he, he even says he preempts before the person asking the question, Teo Gaganhart. He says, Teo Gaganhart, I'll be following him. So he will follow Teo. So if, if Wilco, his teammate, gets dropped and Jai's riding strong as he has done, as per normal, he will follow Teo Gaganhart. So- he will not wait. He yeah, can't afford to. But brings a question here, like uh, from Samantha. Do you think Sunweb will, I will replace this by can, be playing both cards? How do they play both cards? The Kelderman cards and the Jai Hindley card? Or do you just wait, well, and Wilco, get, wait and see? Wilco him? has to follow, Samantha. Wilco has to follow. He, he'll be confident and they'll be confident that he'll produce a faster time than Teo Gagenhart in on the final stage. If Whether he produces a faster time than Jai or not, that doesn't matter. He's a teammate. All they're worried about is Teo Gagenhart now. So they'll be confident if Wilco arrives at the end of the stage tonight with a 20-second buffer on Teo, they'll believe he'll get the job done. So that's all he has to do, follow. Jai, really, all he has to do is follow, and he has to beat Teo just for the bonus seconds, etc. So he has to have one second more than him. That's all he needs. That's all he needs. That's He's just he got needs. to get one more second. If he can get a few more, fantastic. I'm not sure... On the tactic of let's say let's say Teo Gagenhart drops Vilko and it's like what we saw up yep. the, the, the final uh, final climb yep. to Stelvio. Jai's on the wheel. Should he attack the final time up Sestrier? It wouldn't hurt. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt a little bit because yeah. there's nothing. There's only three seconds between them, yeah. and there's every chance Teo could beat Jai in the individual TT. There's also every chance Jai could beat Teo in yeah. the individual TT. So. He probably needs to attack him if that if it comes down to those two on a, a lot, a lot to play for. Oh, there's to play for. Yeah, uh, it's chess. It's moving pieces. And one, one last question before we move to the the Vuelta from a Kuji Fiskin. Uh, the quality of Sepkus. Uh, do you think, you know, what do you think of Sepkus? How nice. he's been performing? And then, of course, do you think a team like EF with their American history could be looking after or trying to get someone like Sepkus, or is he dead set in, on Guillaume Bovismont? Uh can he, can he be a Grand Tour leader? Was Sepkus previously there? I don't know. I think he might have previously been there. Um, but is, is he a Grand Tour leader? Oh, I, think in, in I think in the future he can be. Yeah, absolutely he can be. While he's at Jumbo Visma, for the time being, he's not going to be, is he, um, with, with the team that they've got? Um, no, look, it's a good question. I think, and forget about just EF. There's other teams potentially who will offer him more money. Yeah. EF have one of the smaller budgets, if you like. Sepkus... He's in another league. And if I was him or his manager, I'd actually be shooting for, yeah, higher, bigger teams with more money. Why not? You've got to, you know, your career can be very short. (laughs) You might as well make the most of it. Absolutely. Uh, The other Grand Tour is happening. La Vuelta. La Vuelta. Uh, And we've got a winner that we know quite well at the Tour de France. Sam Bennett won the stage uh, yesterday. Uh, Let's listen to from the Irishman, Sam Bennett. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know. I was just, uh, it was so fast in the running. A bit nervous and uh, fast all day, but I was just nervous, like it was a bit sketchy. And then uh, we kind of eased up a little bit because we thought maybe it'd be lined out. And then uh, 
when he went into the last left-hander, it looked a bit uh, dirty, and uh, we weren't sure about how much grip it was. And I just, I just kind of saw that there was, I could see I was after passing 300 to go quite a bit, and I wanted to go to the outside. And then I wasn't sure if I'd keep it upright, and uh, then Jasper uh, uh, Philipson came up the inside and got such a jump. I actually really didn't think I was going to catch him, but uh, yeah, in the end, I started getting more and more speed towards the end, and I was still accelerating to the line, so I had the power. But when he initially went, he went. He was so explosive out of the corner. I, I didn't know if I could catch him. Yeah, in the final, we're kind of we weren't all together yet, and then uh, it was mad how like we said we need to be together at one point, and at that point the team was all there. So you know, like. They did the job perfectly. They came together when we needed to, and even more than we asked to be there. We we only asked a few guys to be there. The whole team was there to support. So, yeah, I really want to thank all the guys, and they did an absolutely fantastic job. I missed the accent. I missed the accent. Two Irish wins in two days. How good's that? Absolutely. Uh, Dan Martin, and now the man of the moment, um, uh, Sam Bennett. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. But I must say, Sam Bennett's accent is stronger than uh, than Dan Martin, don't you think? Well, yeah, no, it is. It is because Dan Martin, uh, he was actually born in the UK, I believe. Oh, okay. So he's got, you know, I don't know if he's lived in Ireland a lot. <laughs> Just, but but that, was a good, that was a good win from, uh, for, for Bennett. And I like the way he describes the uncertainty in, in such a, a lead up. Sprint I thought I was that. going to crash yeah. along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you think this, I mean, you know, you all know sprinters take risks, but geez, yeah, so absolutely it, laying it on the line. It feels a lot like the Tour de France because Sam Bennett is winning stages mm. and Roglic is in the leader. It is, yeah. isn't Primoz it? Roglic. You're it right. It feels a lot like You're the Tour right. de France. Yeah, it is. It's similar. Let's from uh, Primoz Roglic. Uh, oh, yeah, it was uh, quite a lot of wind, uh, back wind, so really, really fast. Uh, quite normal, nervous at some point. Uh, and uh, yeah, especially at the end, also the last uh, I don't know 20k uh, was yeah, super fast and uh, a little scary, but uh, yeah, luckily everything went uh, went through. Uh, the team did, did a, a good job uh, with protecting me, I was at the right place, and uh, like you said, uh, one day more in, in red. There we go, Primo's a rugby, he's a robot. Yeah, <laughs> he is. I mean, tough. He's just like well, job. on the bike and on the mic. Yeah, he is, isn't he? Uh, he's nothing he's much, good, though. There's nothing much to say about Primoz Roglic other than the fact that he's dominating. Uh, how long can he keep that jersey well, all the way? Oh, he's one of the best riders uh, of, the, of this season, 2020. Yeah, absolutely. Wins Liège, best on Liège, second at the Tour. He's in the lead at the Vuelta. I mean, this is brilliant. Uh, quick question before we, we move on to the next stage that is happening tonight, which will be live on SBS, midnight on SBS. Spanish Vitron. time, Spanish once again. Time, get yeah. your pay, your cooking. Start at around well, you, 9 you o'clock. You get a certain final on the way. Well, you, you can, can watch, watch the GF. <laughs> have a celebratory drink with me if you like. <laughs> but um, Primoz Roglic, how much does he want to go back to back on the Vuelta because we know that doesn't happen or haven't happened that often and to just erase that sort uh, of to the front issue. I think he, I think he's moved on from the yeah. tour. I think, well, I think at the tour, he, he, you know, he was beaten convincingly in the end. Yeah. As crazy as it sounds, but he was beaten convincingly, wasn't he on that TT? So I think he's moved on and this is a fresh, a fresh race for him, but yes, absolutely. He wants to go back to back. He'd love to dearly and sort of, Give something back to Yumbo Visma. Yeah. Not that he hasn't, but to say, hey guys, you know, we, we, we gave everything at the tour, it didn't quite pay off. We're gonna we're going to nail this. And at one. the end, if they walk out of twenty twenty with a second place at the Tour de France, 
and a back-to-back -back win on the Vuelta, plus all the stage wins that Van Aert and everybody else mm. had. It's not a bad year. It's pretty good. Overall, it's, it's not, pretty like, damn it's not, good. Yeah, it's not bad year. There's many teams that would sign oh, yeah. uh, for that, including uh, La Française des Jeux. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, let's have a look at the, the stage uh, that is happening tonight at the Vuelta, live at midnight. Reminder. Uh, on SBS. It's the stage that should have been before stage six, which should have had the Tourmalet on it. Which well, is it, is, it is still before stage six. <laughs> it but... is, but uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, just a smaller stage six. Yes, uh, yes. But having said this, what do you make of that stage tonight? Oh, look, it's another, It's as Matty Keenan was saying before when he posted a comment, it's classic Vuelta. It's, you, you know, there's it hasn't been too many flat days. I mean, we, we saw the first one overnight with Sam Bennett winning. That's it. We've had crosswinds, we've had rain, which is actually unlike the Vuelta because it's at a different time of the year. Yeah. This is going to be another tricky stage. A few climbs at the end. Will it be one for the opportunists or actually will it be a GC day where the pressure will be just too hard that the break won't survive? I actually don't know. Okay. I think it could go either way. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. But it'll be an exciting one, that's for sure. And then uh, before we move on, uh, in question from uh, Kate here, any thoughts on uh, Chris Froome's role as a domestic for Ian Osel of Vuelta? What do, you, what do you think of that? Well, he was on the. He was actually on the front, I think, two days ago. And yeah. I, I, we didn't mention it, I don't think. So he was playing the role as a domestic as best as he can. So, no, I think he's, I think he's, I think he's as you said, he's chilled. He's lost all this time now. He's but, not. He's got nothing to prove or achieve at the Vuelta. My point was losing that time on the first uh, stage would have been no difference for him. We, uh, losing five minutes, seven minutes, mm. eleven minutes. At this point, the number doesn't count. Yeah. He lost what he lost. That's not his role. Winning the Vuelta is not on his plan. No, nah, he'll just play. Absolutely. He'll play a team role now, and, yeah. he, and he'll do that job because he's a he's a professional. Yep. Any other news in the in there the world is, of cycling? Yes, it was. A, it's a. I think it's a day old now. But we saw the brilliant win from Ben O'Connor. Yes, and he was out of contract. And NTT, we know another team that's you know on the brink. They're looking for a, a new sponsor. He's been picked up. Yeah, he's been picked up. Yeah, good move. You think? I reckon so. Yeah. I reckon so. Even though uh, I kind of agree with, uh, with Kino here. He's yeah, putting a comment saying that uh, maybe Mitchelton Scott. Since they are rebuilding, uh, they could have they missed an opportunity to to grab him. Yeah, uh, look, I agree, but I think we we said it before. Their roster is full, mm. uh, and that's what uh, Matt White uh, told yeah, us. Yeah, that was sort of TDF time. Yeah, a pre TDF time. He sort yeah. of told us the, the the roster was full, so yeah. uh, probably there was no room for him. And and he's only signed for one year, I think. At yes. So, so you never know. Uh, you never. Know. I, I reckon AG two are are rebuilding. Something very, very different than what we had before with Bardet. Uh, oh, totally. Bardet is leaving. Van Avermaet's gone there now. Yeah, exactly. This is a this is a different. It's going to be a completely but different setup. It could be a great environment for Ben. Yeah, do you think? It'd be a great oh no! For ben. Look, he, the reality is, and I said it to you a couple of days ago, you'd be grabbing the first team. Yeah, you wouldn't be as much as I'd love to see NTT continue, and Ben O'Connor stay there. You've got to grab the first team that offers you something, especially in this year. And while while the iron is hot, and he's he's backed up a couple of big results, second and first. So a one year deal, you can argue would have been good for him to get two. But when did he sign it? Yeah, when it's only been announced two days ago. Doesn't yeah. mean he signed it two days ago. It could have been signed a week, two weeks ago. So. You know, it's a tough one. You're not going to know that you're going to win a stage and then you yeah. could bump up your contract offer by um, Either you know, way, another zero. What's great is that we'll see him on the peloton yeah. somewhere on the roads of a Grand Tour yeah. next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it is. It's fantastic. Yep. Any other news? Uh, well, uh, look, I didn't want to bring this up, but I'm just going to have to. Now, 
I rode in this. I rode in today, and the weather in Melbourne was <laughs> a bit average. It was a bit average, <laughs> but I looked out a window and I thought, oh, actually, the road's still a bit damp, but you know, I'll, I'll do my bit. I'll, I'll ride in. So I ride in. I park my bike out the front. Your, your bike's not there. No. What did you here. do? Because I went, okay, Google, is it going to rain on me today? And he, Google said. Probably it will rain on you today. He so actually I, did this. I drove in. So. You asked Google. But it's 2020, what? 2020, nearly 2021, you know? So but you're, reckon, so reckon, you're reckon, sort of, you're taking the writer's side in the Giro. Uh, I, I reckon, you know, uh, that brings See, to I'm my old point. school, old school, mate. <laughs> I reckon the writers, should, do they know about, okay, Google, about the weather? Well, maybe, maybe the C, maybe the CPA should go. Should start doing that. Exactly. Google, will it rain today in stage 19? Of the Giro d'Italia. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Had to be done. Uh, Vuelta tonight at midnight. Good luck for your team. Uh, Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm tonight. still keeping a lid on it till 7.30. We'll yeah. just, yep. Let's keep not it. talk about it. Let's okay. just keep it, yep. So Vuelta broadcast starts at midnight on Viceland. Uh, thank you for joining us. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central or log rides with our friends at Zwift. Thanks very much, uh, all of you, for your participation. The flow of comments has been just you know, amazing. So I'll go back and read all of them. Thank you very much for the for your support. Uh, next podcast is uh, same time, same place tomorrow. Until then, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick shout out to Zwift, the fitness app that turns indoor riding into a game. Getting started on Zwift is easy. All you need is a bike, a trainer, and the Zwift app, and you're ready to go. Explore endless roads, race riders from all over the world and boost your fitness with monthly training plans and structured workouts. Join the world's training playground where fun is fast. Go to swift.com and start your free trial.